Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Calling all Stu's Wrestling Podcast fans. This is your opportunity to help out Stu. Vote for Stu's Wrestling Podcast in the BBC Sounds Listener's Choice Awards. Head to www.britishpodcastawards.com. The winner will be announced on Saturday, the 11th of July, 2020, at the British Podcast Awards. Don't forget to smack down a vote for Stu's Wrestling Podcast before midday, 6th of July. You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast, established 2019. Direct from the North Wales coast, his verbal skills definitely outweigh his wrestling ability. It's time for British Wrestling's Sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer! It's episode 37, it's part two, with TJ Wilson, aka Tyson Kidd, who is now a WWE producer. So let's get right to it, part two, with Mr. TJ Wilson, Tyson Kidd, enjoy. Did you know, um... I'm sure you're aware of Neville Pack years yeah. ago. Yeah. Uh, just Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart wrestled him years ago and would always, always, always um, sing his praises and always um, talk about him and w- how great he was and had nothing but good things to say about him. So when I, when I, met, when I met Neville for the first time, we already kind of had that kind of yeah. correlation. And then I knew right away that, you know, this – and when I, when I saw those old matches, when he still was like kind of this skinny guy, then I meet him and he's this like jacked man. And I was like, yo, you have the same name as the guy that wrestled Teddy, but are you really the same guy? Like, yeah, man, he, he is awesome. He, uh, I'm a, unbelievable, like unbelievable. One of the, he's such a great guy too. I, I, I have nothing, I have nothing but good things to say about him. It's that match, um, 
It's the match at 1PW in 2006 with AJ. Oh, I yeah. Just, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. I was just like, oh, my, this yeah. guy, this guy's going to make it to the big leagues. I could tell a mile off. And that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's wrestling AJ. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Who else? Right. Who, just going back to you, sorry. Who, who else in your tenure at NXT? Whichever guys did you enjoy mixing up with? I know you've listed a few. Yeah, so then um, I wrestled Dash Wilder once, just in a short singles match. I enjoyed, I enjoyed him, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think. It was funny because I kept kind of wrestling the same guys. Like I kept wrestling like Finn and Hideo, or like I wrestled Corbin. I wrestled Corbin on the first, uh, the first NXT show that was in Columbus outside of uh the first the first show outside of florida and um he was supposed to be the baby face and i'm supposed to be the bad guy and the audience wasn't having it but but i'm a professional i did my job and uh but i really i really like wrestling corbin and we're we both have a lot of respect for each other to this day i, I really like corbin i think I, I i could tell same thing back then like i showed up uh i was tag team champion at the time so i just had done like Friday live event, Saturday live event, Sunday live event, Monday TV, Tuesday TV. Then Cesar and I drove wherever TV was. We, then we went to Columbus. And we did Columbus and um, I wrestled Corbin. And so this is like day six in a row. And uh, I was just I, – I, he was still kind of green at the time in terms of he hadn't been wrestling a very long time. But he was, he was uh, much farther along than he probably should have been. And he – I was just happy that I showed up and he had a lot of ideas for our match and he was excited about the match, which gave me some energy that I desperately needed. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was good. Uh, I'm trying to think who I really, I, I got a lot out of watching uh, the tag team division kind of come up at that time, Blake and Murphy and the Vaudevillains and um, Revival weren't quite a team yet, but they were doing stuff i think in promo class but they weren't quite featured on nxt yet during my time there uh and seeing the rise of the women um sasha bailey charlotte becky of course i i've known becky since 2005 so to see the rise of them was really cool and the couple nxt shows i did and like the day like the live event once and i'd see them on these live events killing it killing it so i was like okay they're not just they're not just having good tv matches they're having good matches every day these these girls so it was very cool to see um that's i remember flying to abu dhabi and i got there in the time difference just whatever i i get real bad jet lag but i, I think my sleep is not great on best of times anyway but uh i remember waking up and i was like oh there's takeover right now i was like i should probably try to go back to sleep and i was like well I want to see what these girls do in this four-way compared to our four-way. So I turned it on and watched, watched it live. I was watching TakeOver Live. I don't know the time difference. It was like 5 a.m. or something in, in Abu Dhabi, and I'm watching that the women's uh, Fatal 4-Way match live because I, I, I was that invested in what they were doing. Oh, man. Just going back, just because my mind's going, yeah. when you're telling me stuff, Tyler Breeze, I'll, I'll, echo, I'll echo what you, you say, obviously – Worker, worker standpoint, you get it, and I'm sure you get it from yeah. a fan standpoint as well. Sure. The match, the match with Liger at Takeover. Oh yeah. Very underrated. I, big, I loved it. Big time. I loved I remember it. Remember, he was texting me, and I was very excited that he was wrestling Liger because yeah, 
Well, it's funny. I, I wrestled Liger a lot of times in tag matches, six-man tags, eight, never in singles. But I, I remember, like, someone asked me, how many times you wrestled Liger? Like, I know the number. I wrestled him 18 times. I wrestled Liger 18 times. We used to wrestle him once, but it's the one time it's a singles match that I had never had. But uh, I remember texting with him, and I was really excited for him. And I thought, in terms of a guy he's never even met before and he's never locked up with before, I thought they went up out there, and I thought they had, like you said, a very underrated match. Yeah, and yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was awesome. And I think it goes to show, uh, we, we know how, we as fans and we as performers, we know how good Liger is. We've seen his body of work over the last 30 years. We get that. Yeah, but it, it's good to see, like, a, for me, a guy like, that I know, that I believe in, a guy like Tyler Breeze, it's good to see him have that kind of performance. It's just like, I, you know, if someone asked me to do a Mount Rushmore, I just couldn't. Oh, okay. I couldn't do it because there's too many guys. There's guys that didn't get the titles that were just yep. in, incredible. I can't. Someone puts me on the spot, yeah? I, it's going to be a top 50, top 60. I just couldn't. Yeah. It's so funny you say that. I'm not, I'm not far off from you. When people talk about a Mount Rushmore, I'm like, okay, so four people, even if you want to say five, I don't know. I don't know who to put there. It's just... I, Brad. You're making me, leave off, you're making me leave, leave off people that I admire and really look up to. That I think, <laughs> like if, if I can only name four or five, then number six is a guy that I probably, a guy or a girl that I probably think is, you know, absolutely untouchable as well. But I can't put them on because you're right. I'm with you. It's a, it might be fifty or sixty. I want to talk. I want to talk to you now. Obviously, going back to the main roster and you and Cesaro, you and Cesaro together, man. I, I loved it. I loved it. Man, it was so funny. Uh, so. Probably you weren't there, but since uh, you were at SummerSlam 92 and I mentioned WrestleMania it, uh, uh, 26 in Phoenix, what are the odds that you were at um, <clears throat> SmackDown in Liverpool in 2014? No. Would that have been the, tour, the first tour of the year or the November run? The November. You're not going to believe this. You know, the, you know the photos I sent you on Messenger before? I don't know if you saw him. Yep. Yeah, with the what, Robert? I, I turned down a ticket for SmackDown, but I was at Raw the night before. That's me and you in Liverpool. Then that's from Raw. And I wasn't at SmackDown, which you're going to tell the story. Uh, I turned down yeah, a ticket. So, I turned down a ticket. I'm not even joking. Because on Raw, I wrestle Adam Rose. I have a short match with Adam Rose on yeah. Raw. And SmackDown the next night, I wrestle Sami Zayn on main event. And then about an hour later, we have this triple threat match with Dolphin Cesaro. Um, I've gotten a lot of, not I, the three of us have gotten a lot of praise for this, for this match. And it was funny because it just was like, it was like a, it was like a regular TV day where you show up and I don't know what I'm doing. It's not like I knew about this match two weeks in advance and I have time to kind of come up with some stuff. It just was like, Hey, TJ wrestling Sammy on main event, two segments. And I'm like, okay, cool. And they're like, and then I see uh, Johnny Laurinaitis and he said, Hey TJ, uh, I have you guys, uh, you, Cesaro, and uh, Dolph, you guys have three-segment triple threat match. And I was like, what? Hold on. But I have this. And at that point, I'd already been used to wrestling doubles and stuff. So I was like, okay, okay, let's let's do this. And, uh, man, that match, I've watched it a lot of times. When I I had my neck injury, I had a lot of friends come and visit me. And, like, thanks to the network where I can easily just access these matches. So I've watched that triple threat so many times. And it just – what I love about it is that, like I said, we didn't have much time to put it together. We just, the truth is we 
kind of played around with a couple things. They knew that I had a singles match prior, so they kind of had ideas in their head. I had my match. I met with them. I remember we're in the trainer's room. We turn off the monitor, and we, we put together this match probably 20 minutes before we went out there. And I, I don't know why. It just I don't, I don't know why it worked the way it worked. I don't. I, like, on paper, it shouldn't have worked out as well as it did if, if, you, if you talk about preparation and things of that nature especially three guys, but I think, man, and like those guys had like a little program at the time. I just like somehow got inserted into this match. I, they'd actually like wrestled at the pay-per-view before that or something like they did a two or three falls, man. They had some stuff. I, I had nothing to do with their stuff. <laughs> I just was thrown into this triple threat. But the one thing I did notice was uh, that Cesaro and I had really good chemistry in terms of like double teams and timing and things of that nature. And three weeks later, we get the same thing. I show up at TV. I believe in like Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we're, I see so WWE social media says that we were in a tag gauntlet. And it's myself and Cesaro. And I was like, uh, are we a team now? Like, I, I don't know. Like, if we are, cool. And I'll, if you give me an assignment, I'm going to put 100% to it. But are we a team or are we just a team tonight and ne never to be spoken of ever again? I don't know. At that time, I don't know. So, uh, you know, we went out there and we, we didn't talk about a lot of stuff that we did. Like at one point, he's like choking one of the Usos on the ropes. The ref goes to him, I kick the Uso in the head. And like, and, and maybe vice versa. Maybe we did it twice. And in the back, he's like, you know, it's so funny. I didn't, we didn't call that. He's like, but you just knew exactly like what I was doing. And he's like, he said, and I like that you didn't try to throw like five kicks to really get your point across because then the ref's going to turn around and see you. And then like, then, you know, you're just caught in a bad situation. It's, he's like, you just did one. I don't know. We just had a funny chemistry right off the bat. And then that night was the um, Vince's podcast with Steve Austin where he mentioned Cesaro specifically. Yeah. So now on the drive, I'm wondering, should I team with Cesaro? Like, is he not liked? I don't understand. Because I, I was kind of, before that, I was kind of in my own weird realm. I was, like, managing Natty, and I was, like, doing stuff in the girls' matches. And, like, like there was a match where, like, Natty wrestles Nikki, and Natty knocks Nikki off, Bella off the ring apron, and I catch Nikki and, like, put her back on. Like, I, I was involved in these girls' matches that normally the guys aren't really allowed to do. So, like, I was kind of in, and the people were chanting uh, Natty's husband. So I kind of was in my own weird realm of in terms of what I was doing. And I was like, do I want to not do this in terms of like, I love Cesaro and I, I like later on, I would really, really love him. But I was like, and then I thought about it for a second and I said, you know what, when we go to these towns, say like obviously Europe, but say like New York and LA and Chicago, they love this guy. And now they're going to be so much more behind him that, that Vince said these comments about him on the podcast. I was like, no, this is a great thing. And the next, well, we team up the next day. Um, the next day on SmackDown, we team up in a real short match against the New Day. And the next week we're on, we have a match on main event against um, the Matadors, Los Matadors. And we're in Detroit. And man, Cesaro's music hit. And the place went crazy. And I, I, I like, I just said to myself, like, I knew it. I knew, like, I knew this was going to start this, like, fans already liked it. And this, I knew this was going to start, like, even a bigger, like, surgence of these fans really being vocal about how much they like Cesaro. 
And like I said about that European tour after uh, WrestleMania 31, man, we were in Germany uh, for two shows and like they were doing like soccer chants, football chants for Cesaro. And, and then they liked me just because I'm his friend. Like it was, it was insane. This, the reactions in Germany, one of the matches on YouTube, hopefully now that I said it, hopefully it doesn't get taken down because I enjoy watching it because it's a WWE match, obviously, but it's a fan recorded. It's the, 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 the atmosphere and the crowd is nuts, is nuts, man. I don't know. We just have this weird chemistry. Yeah. I, don't know where, I don't know where it came from. I don't know. In a, in a good way, there, there's good ways and there's bad ways. I think in a good way we had um, – I, I'd mellowed out a little more than him. At, a, at times, I definitely had a bad chip on my shoulder in terms of um, wanting to prove myself. Now, at this point, I'd had my NXT run, and I, I was in a more mellow place. Cesaro was in a more positive chip on his shoulder type place. And um, I don't know. I think we both just kind of had something to prove, and we went out there. And um, I don't know, man. I don't know why it clicked the way it clicked. And it just – it did – and next thing you know, like two and a half months later, we're winning the titles, tag titles from the Usos. And like, I don't know, man, we were just, I was just having so much fun. Like I really, like they talk about like wrestling supposed to be fun. Like I was, man, my last year in the ring, I was having the most fun of my whole career. So in terms of my in-ring career coming to an end, um, would I have liked it to go on longer? Yes, absolutely. But at least it didn't end the year prior where I didn't have this chance to get that body work in NXT and do this, do this run with Cesaro. So I'm very grateful for that. Stars, uh, just to go back, you're saying about you coming together and it worked. Stars alive. Yeah. Stars yeah. alive for the pair of you. Like, you know, uh, I, I loved it. I, I like the, I like the little man, big man, you know, tandem. That's, yeah. And I, I, I think I work best. I work best in that situation. Obviously you did it. You did it with, with Harry. So yeah. It's just what it's what you know, but the pair of you, man. Honestly, me and the guys, me and the big, big staunch wrestling fans who've gone to WrestleMania. Yeah. We've gone to WrestleMania many times. There's a lot of this. Everyone, I'm, I mean this now. That Tyson, Tyson and Cesaro, incredible. Everyone, everyone. Man, that means a lot to me. It really does. Um, <clears throat> what I love about that is we literally team for six months exactly. We team from December first. 2014 and then i got hurt uh june 1st 2015 we we teamed for six months to the day and like people still talk about it and it was five years ago and so that means the world to me and it really means the world to me because my like i said i was riding that wave and i don't like i i did an interview for uh, a friend back home and he asked me if i knew of any like long-term creative that we were gonna do down the road i knew nothing i just knew that like I was coming to work and I was really happy and it was really fun teaming with Cesaro and uh, he made my job so easy. Cesaro made my job so easy. I didn't have to be, I didn't have to be the quarterback anymore. I could just kind of be the guy that you tell me the plays and I'll just go run them. And a lot of times in my career, I was being the quarterback and now I, now I didn't have to be. And it, it was fun, man. It was just literally so much fun. Is wrestling fixed? I didn't know it was broken. This is Bill Apter. 
And in my book, titled Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken, you can find out all the backstage stories. What is Vince McMahon really like? What's Triple H really like? How about my relationship through the years with Ric Flair, The American Dream, Jerry the King Lawler, and much more? Go right now to Amazon.com or any place you buy your books and look for Is Wrestling Fixed? I Didn't Know It Was Broken by Bill Apter. See you at the matches. GTG, often imitated but never duplicated. You can't a brawl at the shoulder, narrow at the hip. No other promotion. Give us any lip. We the best of the best. The beast of the east. SOS, simply out of sight. GTG. When he said, good times going to you. I'm trying to. I want, am I alright? I'm alright to ask about the injury. Yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. Just, I want, just out of respect, like I didn't, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to just wade in, wade in there and say, no yeah, just obviously we're all, we're all, we're all gutted. I know yeah. we're all, we're all gutted, man, over here, my, my, my close friends. Uh, just, yeah, just if you could talk about the injury in the match with Joe, thanks for, thanks for talking about it as well. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, so... I guess there's some particulars I can't really get into. No, no. Um, but what happened was um, when we hit, when we hit, uh, I just, I, I, uh, I had a, uh, was had temporary paralysis, and um, and then at the hospital, uh, you know, things were. They said it was like very bad. They had to transfer me to a different hospital, one that specialized in my neck. And I uh, sorry, specialized in um, in cervical cervical procedures. Um, then the doctor came in in the morning. Uh, he said that they wanted to do emergency surgery, and um, we we weighed out our options. And I got end up getting an airlift back to Tampa, where actually this um, amazing surgeon happened to be and it just happened to be where I live so we got killed two birds with one stone so bring me here to Tampa and get my surgery here uh so the surgery um it was it was supposed to be two hours but it was about four and a half hours long he, had, he said he had to go through a lot of the muscle in my neck and he had to go through it very carefully and um the injury is very close very similar to like Christopher Reeves yeah and um he told me like my head was like a bobblehead basically when he went in there and uh he just said like he he said outside of god he said he would have to say that if he's gonna attribute like to science why why i was okay from this injury was the muscle in my neck kind of kind of held everything together and kept things in place so it didn't get worse but uh you know, when, and it took me a long time to heal. Uh, with my, with I don't. My only other injury prior to this was I tore my knee uh, in twenty, the end of twenty twelve. And uh, with my knee, you could re- I could rehab it, and I could the I had to obviously let it kind of heal and run its own course. My knee, but I could rehab it, and I could kind of control it getting better. But with <clears throat> with my neck was the opposite. I just had to wear this neck brace all day long, and. Uh, let the bone fuse over the, the, the work that he put in there, the, the metal and the screws and the rods. I had to just, they, and they place a, a piece of bone and then your body grows its own bone over that. And I just had to let it take its course. So I, it's the opposite of my knee with my knee. 
I was training three days a week at this rehab place for hours. They loved when I would come in there and they've since said like, I was one of the hardest guys they've ever, hardest training guys they've ever had. Uh, with my neck is the opposite. I'm not even supposed to move my head. I just sit on my couch for, um, well, a few weeks prior to the surgery and then three months post-surgery. So almost four months of just like sitting around with a neck brace on, watching my neck get really skinny um, and just hoping that it heals properly and that the bone goes over the fusion. Uh, it sounds so weird. I've explained this to people. Um, wrestling, like a, it sounds so weird to say, like the normal wrestling neck surgery the fusion is about like c5 c6 c7 in that round mine is my c1 and c2 are fused the very first two discs in my neck are fused together so i got a lot more range of motion back than i was supposed to but right off the bat you're supposed to lose 50 percent side to side i have pretty decent side to side um it's not obviously as fast as it used to be but um i can get by easily in my in my daily life for the most part um Took me about two years to kind of like heal and figure everything out and and um, uh, I kind of knew right away that um, my in ring career was over. I kind of knew that second. Uh, I didn't I didn't face that right away. I waited. I waited and waited and just to see. But I knew like when people were like, "Hey, like basically," I actually <clears throat> a guy not too long ago saw the scar on the back of my neck and he said, Oh, did you have a, a stint put in? I said, no, I had a C1 and C2 fusion. I said, the disc that holds my C2, uh, sorry, the ligament that holds my disc, my C2 ruptured and, and, um, the C2 hit the spinal cord. Then he told me, Oh, he's like, Oh, you, so you're almost had an internal decapitation, which is true. That's, that's, that's what, uh, it was close to being. Yeah. Um, so it took me a long time to heal and I, and I knew, I knew when I landed, I knew I was probably never wrestling again or that I wasn't wrestling again. And it took me a while to kind of maybe come to grips with it. When you do it, I wrestled for almost exactly 20 years, July, 1995 to June, 2015. And I could look at it one way that I was just starting to get started, really starting to get ahead in that last year, my body of work. And I was really starting to get ahead with things. I could look at it and be bitter or I could look at it and be positive and be happy that at least I got that year and it didn't happen a year prior or two years prior or, or I never got signed. I mean, if you, I mean, I know, you know, I, I don't want to live life like that, but I, I am very grateful for that last year that I got. And it took me about two years to heal and um, work things out with myself and with the company and with myself like mentally. And then, um, uh, when I took the role as a producer, I started in LA in June, I believe June, <clears throat> I think June 26, 2017. If that's a Monday, then that's the day I came back. It's the day that uh, the Ball family was there as the guests of Raw. Anyway, I first guy I found, um, I, I went to the production meeting and the first talent I found uh, was Samoa Joe and I pulled him aside and uh, we had a good talk and I let him know that at no point during any of this did I ever... Uh, have any ill feelings towards him or any uh any anger towards him i know there was no malice he wasn't trying to hurt me he wasn't like watch this i'm gonna hurt him i know that was not the case i mean and to the point yesterday he sent me a text and asked me if i wanted to come over and watch ufc at his house like we're i'm good i'm good with small joe he came to the hospital that night uh yeah. we would test frequently uh he's a class act man i we spoke then and, and you know we we would talk through text um, throughout and um, 
in some weird way, our careers are always going to kind of be intertwined, but, um, and, you know, maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. Uh, you know, it could, it could have been worse. So I'm just, I'm just thankful yeah. that, that it wasn't. And I'm, what's very funny. So I've almost found like a new, well, not I almost, I have found a new love in, in what I do as a producer. And I, um, in, in a lot of ways, uh, it's really weird, but I get more fulfillment out of what I do now than almost than I did. I mean, not always, but but maybe maybe just or at least just as much. But I think more. I get more fulfillment now than I did as a talent. It's very weird. It's so hard to explain because I'm very proud of I'm very proud of the hours I put in as a as a wrestler. And I'm very proud of the body of work that I have, and I'm very proud of my reputation amongst amongst the talent and amongst the fans that have met me. And I'm very proud of, um, uh, that I believe I always carried myself as a professional. And I, but at the same time, what I do now, I, I have a genuine love for, and I, I didn't know that I would. And I think I was almost kind of forced into this obviously. And turns out like, I, I love it. I love it a lot. It's cool, man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, there's no. a lot of young, there's a lot of young talent, especially here in North Wales. It just shows you the reality when you get in that ring and what you know what can happen. And these guys training, so thank you, thank yeah. you, for share, thank you for sharing that, man. I appreciate you talking about that very personal matter to yourself and your career. No, like we, we all go through things like that. Like um, when I was in the hospital, I wasn't on any painkillers or anything. They're just checking my um, my blood pressure and my uh, heart rate and I it had been like two days and they're waiting on this airlift to take me from San Antonio to Tampa and I was like starting to get irritable and I was like hey like you guys are just checking my vitals I get it but like I'm sitting in this bed it's really uncomfortable the bed at my house and my home is really comfortable and, like this tv is like not good and I have a really nice tv at home like I don't want to be here anymore and then um the guy's like sir I can't let you I can't let you leave. And I said, well, you can't keep me here. I, I literally like, I'm just getting stir crazy. I just have to get out of here. And they were like, please, please. And then this woman came in and then she's the one who said, she's like, sir, your injury is very similar to Christopher Reeve. She said, the truth is your C2 controls your breathing and you should have um, suffocated to death on impact. And she said, 90, 95% of people don't survive this. And of the 99, the 99%, so of that 95, so 95% of people don't survive. So of the 5% do. She said the 99% of that five are then um, generally um, paraplegic. She's like, for some reason, you're able to walk your, your full function of your limbs. Like, please just like, let us help you. And then like that literally put everything into context. And like, I was like putty and I was like, all right, like I, I, I'm yours, whatever you guys need to do. You have to do it, but and I'm, you're not going to hear another complaint out of me. So um, they really put things in perspective, and uh, sometimes you have to go through these things, and you really kind of like put your like I learned life is like I see life very different now than I did prior, and it's not as fast now, and it's not like mm, not everything. Sometimes like I would let little things kind of be the end of the world, but they're not. And I realized they're not, not the end of the world because like I survived some pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't know like how or, or even why, but uh, I did. And um, I realized that the, the things that I used to think were the end of the world literally 
have no effect on me whatsoever in, in like in my life today. So, I mean, it is what it is. I remember, uh, I remember reading the percentage as you've said, yeah. I was just like, I, I, I just so, just so glad. I was just so glad you're still, you're still here, man. Honestly, I mean that, I mean that, you know, uh, I couldn't believe, I, I, I couldn't believe the percentage like that. Maybe either, either it's, it's just so like, eerie when I think about it and say it. By the grace, by the grace of God, like, you know, yeah. just, uh, right. <laughs> I want to, I want to talk to you now about, um, modern day wrestling that I think maybe, sure. maybe can we talk about stuff outside of WWE? Am I allowed to? to... Uh, yeah. If, if I mean, the, the truth is, if I'm knowledgeable about it, I'm, I'm so in a WWE bubble right now. I mean, I'll try. I, I don't know. I don't know what I even know outside of WWE at the moment in terms which, of wrestling. Which guys, I'll start with outside of WWE. Which guys outside of WWE do you enjoy watching in current wrestling, current products? I mean, I'm always going to be a fan of, like, I'm friends with, like, a, a, lot, of, a lot of guys in, in this business. So I'm always going to be a fan or keep an eye out on guys' matches. Like, I'm always going to watch Neville's matches, and I get along great with Cody Rhodes, uh, with Cody, the Young Bucks. Like, so I'm always going to watch their stuff. Um, in terms of that, I watch wrestling all the time. But uh, I, I, there's a lot of, like, I know there's a lot of, like, up-and-coming people. Like, uh, I try to keep an eye on, like, recently I came across um, – his name's Akira. I can't remember his last name. He's, a, he's an Italian – kid that's in all japan right now in the dojo and someone sent me a link to this video of him training in the all japan dojo and then i like followed him on, on instagram and i sent him a dm and then like then we dm each other a bunch and he sent me matches he wants me to watch his and i'm gonna watch them for him and just like uh so like i, I didn't know i didn't know who he was i still i've watched a little bit of one of the matches i haven't finished it yet but like uh so there's like a lot of guys like that that i just don't know who they are until someone kind of brings them to my attention and i like a lot of my friends will tell me about like certain english like guys on the indie scene that i don't that i just don't know i just don't know who they are like they're real young or they're real new and it's not an insult to them by any means but i just oh, don't know know a lot of them it's i i want to i'll be partial i'll be partial about it oh yeah uh, it's just incredible the amount of independence now uh, yeah tnt in liverpool it, they they term it the um, biggest secret, but it, it's not it's not a secret, man. Um, aside aside from what's going on at the moment, but I'm not going to talk about that. Um, there's some great guys. There's some great guys. Yeah, man, uh, honestly, and um, it, it's a great time to be a fan. If you if you can't get over to America, um, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, it looked like it was especially right before this um, this whole quarantine. It looked like it was really i mean it, for the last few years it wasn't like it just started no no but it looked like that scene was really exploding a lot of them have um a lot of them have followed progress's lead maybe on a yeah. maybe on a smaller scale but yeah sure which is smart you sometimes you have to find where you fit in and it's not always doing the same thing as everyone else or going for the same piece of the pie as everyone else. Sometimes, sometimes your slice of the pie is smaller than other people's slice of the pie, but, but you're still getting a little bit of that pie too. So you're, you're not starving and it's a matter of finding that. And then, and then like creating your own thing. And it's very cool to see it. Again, I'm watching it really from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it looked, it looked like yeah. it was a lot of fun to be a part of. It's, it's incredible. Um, 
I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a few names at you that I like. What, what about what about Hangman Adam Page? Now, I was a big, big fan of his from Ring of Honor. Have you seen much of him? Yep, and I've become a big fan of his. And um, I didn't really know much about him until a few months ago. And um, he, right now, he, I think he, more than most, it's unfortunate there's not an audience. No. Because I think that audience really started uh they 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 loved him they really started taking him and he was becoming like i thought the the biggest thing they had and i you know not having an audience i think is like as not hurt him it just it just stalled it and it'll be cool to see when it's back to normal because man he, he had really found what whatever it was that like that propelled him to the next level by a lot i I, and I think he's super young, right? I think he's, he's still mid, really young. He's mid mid twenties, um, Adam. Yeah, that's yeah, scary. I couldn't believe it in Ring of Honor. Not a everyone, everyone fantasy Booker as a fan. Um, in my, yeah. if I was Booker, uh, obviously when Damian Priest was playing the character in Ring of Honor, um, they had they had yeah. some good matches. But I would have uh, Adam Page deserves to be TV champion, in my opinion. In my opinion, sure, sure. I could see yeah, it. Not wrong, it, but like you said, it's different strokes for different folks, isn't it? It's what you like. For sure, that's why yeah. I like. He's hard hitting. Yep. He's got charisma. He can move. Yeah, he's got a bit of everything, hasn't he? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he definitely does, and he's. Uh, I know I use this kind of phrase a lot, but he he's like found. He's found who he is. Yeah, he. Really, I believe he's really found who he is, and what's. What's kind of scary, as long as he uh, keeps an open mind, and I don't know him at all. I, I don't, I've never no, met no. him. I don't believe I have. And um, I have a pretty good memory, so I don't believe I have. But he, as long as he keeps an open mind, what's crazy is what we're seeing now is just the beginning. So that's kind of scary. Dal- Dalton Castle, I'm a big fan of as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've seen his stuff. He's, yep. he, could, he could go, he could, he, he's brilliant. He could be on a bigger stage, 100%. No doubt. And, and, and in time, he will be. He, I, I think, yeah, just to where they – those guys who take the, take wrestling to this different art form, it's unbelievable. I just like – oh, it's just – it's just everything with him. It's just everything. He's doing, he's doing good stuff with Joe Hendry now, the, the tagging. Ah, uh, yeah. All the stuff outside. So, yeah, just cool, man. But, right. Cool. <laughs> um I, was just, I think we should close out and talk about your wife. Okay. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Natty. Um, yeah. My wife, a, she... my, Sorry, wife, my wife isn't the biggest um, fan of wrestling per se, but Total, sure. Divas, Total Divas, she loves it. And obviously Total Bellas. And, yeah. Um, she's, a big, she's a big fan. You're going to have to tell your wife about this after. Right, I, will. I know she gets it time and time again. and you Yeah, it is cool, man. Total Divas has kind of like opened a bridge for some guys, yeah. their, their wives. And it's funny because ever since Total Divas, like I'll know right away what someone usually knows me from if they come up <laughs> and uh, they recognize me. If they call me Tyson or they call me TJ, I usually know right away yeah. what it is. And like, man, it's funny. It's funny how many people actually know me from Total Divas. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just... She she's like I'm not watching the wrestling, but I said you'll watch you'll watch when they were cutting to the wrestling, you know, and they show little bits of them in the ring. Yeah, yeah. She she likes she likes 
your wife, honestly, honestly. So yeah, that's uh, oh, that's awesome. That's cool, man. Right, man. I think I think we'll close out now. I don't want to take any more okay. of your time. Um, oh where, no problem. Where can the where can the viewers and the listeners find you in terms of social so, media? So my Instagram is at TJ Wilson Seven Eleven. I couldn't get TJ Wilson, so I added the Seven Eleven because that's my birthday, and it's also it's a big convenience store here in in America and in Canada. But uh, uh, so I added the Seven Eleven because it's my birthday, uh, and then my my Twitter is at TJ Wilson. It's very easy. That's cool, man. Right. Awesome. My guest, what an absolute pleasure, man. Honestly. Uh, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much. It was a great interview. And like I said, you asked me some questions I'd never been asked. The moveset one was awesome. I, I like when, I, I like doing these interviews, but I like when someone asks me yeah. something that I've never been asked because it's something that I've literally, I, I can be a bit of a cycle like that. And I put a lot of thought into that. And I knew that my time in developmental definitely changed my moveset. It's so funny that you asked that. It's pretty awesome. Because I can only imagine, do, you know, do, obviously I was going to close out, but I'm going to carry on because I'm like, I like, so yes. it, it's cool hearing that because I always worry, like literally, I haven't, I haven't had the questions written down for this, you flowed so well, um, yeah. it's nice, it's nice hearing that you had something different because I always worry about regurgitating the same questions. Wait, what, what should I understand, if, like if I talk to, you know, if I talk to, well, I mean, I, like, just take bread out of it because I know him well personally. But if I talk to like Steve Austin about, you know, some of his matches, I'm sure I'm going to ask him the same questions that yeah. other people ask him because I don't see him on a daily. I get it. I understand. I, it doesn't bother me, but it was just, it is like, it's cool when someone says I mean, something you, totally different. Something yeah, fresh. Yeah, that was awesome. Something fresh to get your teeth into. Right. Yeah, hell yeah. My, my guest today for Stu's Wrestling Podcast, all the way from the US of A. One of Canada's finest sons, TJ Wilson, a.k.a. Tyson Kidd, as we all know him. So, cheers, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. A big thank you to Stephen Ash and Ed Dowling for producing the track. It's Stu's Wrestling Podcast, The Fiend. So, thank you very much for that, lads. Much appreciated. Love it. It fits really well. So, cheers. Thanks to you. Big thank you to Mike Angus for the show intro, as always. Superb, superb. Chris Dutton, thank you very much for editing once again. Appreciate it, buddy. And also to Lee, who does my website. Lee puts the stuff up on the website. Without you guys, I'd be screwed. So once again, as always, appreciate everything you do for me and the time you spend doing the things you do for me. It means a lot, guys. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.